We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Welcome into the Winklerverse. For mm-hmm, Paul Imig and Grant Bills are here. It is the 28th of February upon posting. If you are listening to this in that nice window between Grant's show and then my show later this evening, uh, it was when I hoped that you find it, um, I would like to promote an interview that I have on my show tonight at 10 p.m. Central. I'll be sitting down with, well, not sitting down, but I'll be talking with Bernie Williams, (laughs) five-time All-Star Bernie Williams. What do you got on the docket for Bernie? Well, I recorded the interview. That's where I was earlier today. Okay. Um, we talked about his transition to a new career. He's a musician. Uh, oh. He's got a foundation where he uses music to uh, help you know different patients going through stuff. He um, shared his thoughts on you know baseball. What I asked him, what about these new rules? Would he have liked back then? And vice versa. Uh, and then I also, you know, obviously mentioned he was in an episode of Seinfeld. Oh. So I told him uh, the one with George Costanza. He goes, are you the one that put us up in a Ramada in Milwaukee? So I said, That's Bernie, right. I wasn't a big Yankee guy, but I always liked you because you said Milwaukee on my favorite show. And uh, then at the end, I broke it to him that there no longer is a Ramada in Milwaukee. Oh, so well, no one wanted to stay there after the Seinfeld episode. Yeah, they go, uh, I mean, not to just you ever hear this joke this comedian said, but George's delivery in that scene because he's helping Derek Jeter and Bernie Williams work out and he's teaching him how to hit a home run and he hits a home run and they're like, we won a World Series. And George goes in six games. It's just like, like that, that is what I want to capture in my personality. Uh, Brewers and Cubs in action as we talk 50-50 booze for council. It looked like at American Family Fields of Phoenix. Do we have any thoughts on council still getting some cheers? Well, was it Brewers fans cheering? I mean, it was in the Brewers spring training home. Yeah, it's hard to know what kind of crowd this was. Since we've last talked. Council turned heel. Well, council embraced his heel turn. Council, okay, let's do this analogy. Since the last time we talked, council was a heel. Let's we we the three of us know that. A couple people in where was it Virginia or where was he from? There's a few people who don't think that Craig Council was a heel, but he was the Rock before the Rock realized no one wanted to see the Rock coming back. At least not in this WrestleMania. And then Council, in his comments about, oh, like, now you can tell you're in a different place. He's like, okay. Like, like The Rock realized, I'm a heel. It, this is what it is. So since we've last talked, Craig Council, there's no other way to explain it, has embraced his heel turn. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. No, I don't think he has. I think he's just... Or do you think he still thinks he can say that and then yeah. still go to the Marquette game and be like, hi, everyone? Because he can he does not have that hard of a time when he goes places. I don't think he's going heel. I just think he's a dick. Like, I, yeah, there's a difference. Like the yeah. rock, it's scheme. I need to do this to 
The Rock's not, I don't think, a dick. I think Craig Council's just a dick. Like, Craig Council will get into heaven, but he'll have to wait in line a considerable amount of time. Purgatory is designed like for people like him. That's why it exists. Purgatory. The middle yeah. place, as they say. Yeah. He's not going to have one of those Disney fast passes to just scan his fucking wrist and get in, Paul. He's going to have to wait in the two-hour line to go on <laughs> Splash Mountain like the rest of us. Splash Mountain, RIP. Um, Tiana's Bayou Adventure is what you will soon know it as. Oh, t- really? Mm-hmm. Is it the same ride? Totally different theming, but same splash and everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So Brooke Lopez will still go on it happily, but it'll have different theming as he plummets into the water. We are brought to you by uh, a couple different Magic places. Kingdom. First of all, <laughs> Uh, we're, brought, we're brought to you by Carbless, a league of its own. Zero sugars, 100 calories. What is that behind? What is Carbless? You've never had a Carbless before? No. Sponsor the studio. Do you we want to sponsor my shit? Well, well we're in <laughs> different. Down. You're in your. You're in your fucking basement. You you can hang you got, up whatever you, you got want. Ad, you got advertisements behind you on my show. All right. I had a I had a college professor say advertisement like unironically, and at one point I think I remember saying something to the effect of like, you know, that's not like the American way of saying that. Like, I don't know if you're trying to be. And she's like, oh, I don't know. Well, you say opinion. What? What? What, you what say else? Opinion. Opinion. What else? Opinion. 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 I don't see. I'm not hearing a difference. <laughs> You say you basically go, oh, opinion, as opposed to opinion, opinion. <laughs> this is like Veep, Grand. This is Craig, Craig, Craig. No, this is what this is is not a very mature conversation. <laughs> no, it's not very mature at all. All right, uh, Bart, open your envelope and finish your read. Uh, well, okay, Tupelo Honey. Oh, there you go. Tupelo Honey brings you these episodes each and every week, and we thank them and you can say thank you as well by going and enjoying some delicious food there remember they are starting to roll out their spring and summer menus which i don't know if they rolled it out yesterday and then had to go back to the old menu because of the weather change i don't think they did i think they're waiting until it's actually the equinox but there will be new fresh items that you can try, again, some Southern-inspired items with the chicken and waffles and those Southern sodas. Uh, they got a new line of coming up, which are even better if you put a little bit of whatever that is for you in there. They have brunch reservations available on Easter, which fill up pretty quick. So go to TupeloHoneyCafe.com. If you're listening outside of Milwaukee, there may be one in your neck of the woods, but I'm speaking on behalf of the one on Broadway and Clyburn. Uh, by the third ward. So check them out, TupeloHoneyCafe.com. They bring you this episode. Uh, Carbless is a thing on the back. Uh, that's a Dan Shaney YouTube stream. You have to see it to know it. I do need, may I address my tweets? <laughs> Go for it. Well, I'm te- texting you guys. No one answers me. I'm it was at fucking, like, that was at like two in the morning. Meltdown. It was at two in the morning. So here, here's what happened. Adrian Griffin was hired. He was a bad coach. A lot of people realized that right away. I didn't. I thought, mm, maybe he's bad, but you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. If they give him the benefit of the doubt and he coaches the full year, is there a better outcome? The way that Doc's come in here and change his team defensively, probably not. Uh, it was probably bad. So, all right, they won. Okay. Um, that's fine. I was wrong about this. That's fine. But then when Doc Rivers came in, everyone was giving Doc a benefit of the doubt, not Adrian Griffin. I understand that he may have earned that. He's coached a long time. But then, like, you know, first week of February, I was cocking off because I was being a dick. Um, <laughs> and so I kept those, you know, those tweets were up, they were fine. Then during a Bucks blowout win over the Hornets, where they score only 26, the Hornets do in the first half. Some people thought, oh, you know, I'm going to celebrate this. 
is go and quote tweet something that Bart Winkler said four weeks ago when he was being a dick in the moment, but now it's going to look like out of context. And so I'm going to, and so what was happening, I was driving to work on my phone, which I did blow a red light today because I was on my phone. I mean, I flat out fucking blew it. So I got to, I feel very guilty. I almost like drove right to the police station and said, I did something. No, I felt, I felt awful. Uh, I got away with one freebie. Uh, and so I was getting quote tweeted to death and not everybody. I don't know that everyone's experienced this. I have plenty of times because of the shit I say about the Cubs. So there will be times when I make a tweet and I get 200 quote tweets in a 30 minute span that say like cry more mad online clown face. And just looking at your mentions and seeing quote tweet after quote tweet. It's an awful, like, it's just awful. And so I deleted the tweet to not get quote tweeted to death. And then I blocked some people and then I tried to spin it. And I was like, Hey, let's be united. Let's, I did the thing, but now let's not do the thing. <laughs> like I'm taking my ball and going home. And that didn't work. Cause then people were screenshotting the deleted tweet and then screenshotting that I blocked them. Like what a fucking honor. <laughs> so whatever. That's fine. But then this one guy tweets at me, and I shouldn't even bring this up because on Twitter you can see only this tweet is 97 views. No one has seen this tweet. But he quote tweeted me saying, I'm done about Adrian Griffin, whatever. In this day and age, I think it's important that we take notice of what can happen to a person when they become obsessed with the opinions of strangers on the internet on minor topics rather than developing human connections with real people in the real world. And I think that that is just, and I can't get into engagement with them because it's not, I am a sports radio personality. I interact with strangers more than I interact with any other group of person. So yeah, I care what strangers think of me. I want them to listen to the show. and. If you want to say opinions of strangers rather than developing human connections, well, there was a time where I just talked on here to a bunch of strangers. And then me and a bunch of those strangers all got together in the Miller Park parking lot and had real human connections. So I just think that's a bullshit tweet. And he's a stranger. And it does bother me. It's, I don't know. I'm just very said i had to get this off my chest i guess i'll i'll unblock some of these people i don't fucking yeah, care no 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 no, no, no. Don't well then i look and they're all they're all clowning me and i so i look in their bio and it says bucks fan comma 20 look i'm a bucks fan you can be a bucks fan i would like us to all be together but i am and and you can say whatever you want about this I no longer choose to uh, celebrate the Bucks without people in my age group outside of Grant. <laughs> or, yeah, Toby, maybe. Or Chuck. That's reasonable. <laughs> or the, on, the, on the other side of the, of the range, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, Bart, we, it was like two weeks ago you told us that you were, you were going through and you unfollowed, what, hundreds, right? You should unfollow thousands of people, Bart. You got to get that number down into the triple digits. Yeah. Yeah. Th yeah. This really. is on this is on you, not for purposely, you know, almost like comedically being a dick about the Adrian Griffin stuff. It's on you because you shouldn't have any care what these people have to tweet at you. Like it, you're way too old and like But there's a lot more people than, than people people were commenting on these like Look who deleted or blocked me. He's a clown, real bitch. There's a lot of people that, I mean, I know not everyone likes me, but I it, the number's a little higher than even I thought. So you know, it's a little, little bit of medicine. If you didn't, if, if this is you first finding out that you're a divisive personality, like, I don't know what took you so long. <laughs> me? Like people don't have like a, yeah, Bart's, I like Bart. It's either like, I love Bart 
or I hate Bart. <laughs> There's not much middle ground. Of, of all the battles to fight with all the groups, Buck's Twitter is not the battleground that you want to hang out in. Like, that's not, don't wage war against other Bucks fans. Like, we only have so much time and energy to, to do these. Well, that's what I was in saying life. in my tweet last night. I think tweeting you just... more, by the way, tweeting more has never helped. <laughs> don't, don't, it's never helped. Through. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think go host your national perspective. You have significant airwaves upon which you can let all this stuff out. And then also with us. And then what I did grow, I, I realized there was some growth because yeah. I did not bring it up at all on the national show. When on my old morning show, it would have been my whole show. <laughs> Different audience. <laughs> yeah. 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 Couple things, uh, unless you want to keep going on that. No, I'm sorry. They just because neither of you responded to my text, I thought I'd get you. But you here. literally, I think you sent that. I mean, I was like four and a half hours into my sleep at that point, woke oh. up and saw it. And I'm like, do I respond? I can to never this? tell if you go to bed at 6 30 or 3 30 in the morning. Yeah, there's a, there's a variance to it. And that is true. I, I don't, I'm not clear on what Paul's schedule is. He seems like the type to go to bed at nine, but every once in a while, I'll get a text at like, I was midnight. like, yeah, I get a text at 12 30 about something I just said on the radio. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you? Paul? The, other, the other the other night I was up you? listening. I was, couldn't her, her, yeah. The other night was an exception. In fact, I w- I sent that text almost as if her. to say like I never listen to you live because it's past my bedtime. But here I am at twelve thirty, uh, listening to the Bart Winkler show. Um, your boy Shep will be unhappy to know that the NBA just denied the Knicks protest from two and a half weeks ago of that Rockets oh. game. So we oh. talked about that a little bit. That has been denied. Um, so yeah, sorry, next. All right. But, well, but, then, but, but then, but karma, you know, ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. Um, then of course, Dante DiVincenzo runs a man over and they get a last second bucket. So true. The Knicks, they're, they're even now. It yeah. works out. And it was against the Pistons. So like, it did, you know, if anything, it helped the Pistons lose because now they're still tied with the Wizards. For the worst, of course, though it doesn't really matter anymore because the three worst teams all have the same odds. Is that right in the NBA lottery? Victimless crime for the most part, except for maybe Monty Williams. But Monty Williams has done such a bad job this year. I don't even feel sympathy for. And him. if we're going over the news and notes of the day, uh, Kyle Filipowski will play for Duke tonight. I can't believe they're not holding him out. If they I, if have I, to. I don't care if he's never felt better in his life. Yeah, he can't play in this game. Exactly. Like, I, yeah. Like Duke and has to know him, that you wheel him in. <laughs> yeah, you you with Paul like a Pierce towel him. over his head and like all you, that. You Paul Pierce him to the court in that wheelchair. You bring him out in the hospice bed. No, come on, Hugh Freeze style. Yeah, he watches from up in a suite. He doesn't even sit on the bench. <laughs> yeah, he's he's Kawhi in the playoffs. He's watching from the suite for sure. That's so dumb because it was yeah. tough getting down to court level with his injury. I will be saying that from a national perspective tonight. As you should. Like, that is – and also, it's it's so Duke. Like, it's just undeniably so Duke that that this happened to. Or that maybe not happened to, but happened because it's, it's Duke. And I don't even – I'm not even a Duke hater, but, like, it's just so perfectly narratively Duke. Um, in the other news and notes, who has seen – any NBA player appearances in the latest Fallout Boy music video? Oh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Is How many games the- has Jimmy Butler played in this year? 25? Suspended for one recently. He found oh, he found time in his sketch for a little FOB. Um, the other Shut one up. I was... Oh, hey, on your... <laughs> what? What's wrong with FOB? FOB. <laughs> FOB. Um... Bart. 30, 39 games, by the way. That's how many he's played in this year. So out of like what 58, 60-ish, maybe. Whatever. Go be in a music video. Um Bart, Bernie Williams, you talked to him about music. Would he be more of a Grant Bills music appreciator or a or a Paul Omega music appreciator? I have a good feeling which direction he might well, not, I mean, he was nominated for a Latin Grammy in 2008. Oh wow. For like he sang and like he sang it or he just wrote it or what? Uh, he had an album. He's a guitarist. He did a lot of like, uh, I don't want to say he did like, I don't want to say he like, like Santana's Supernatural album where he did duets yeah. with everybody, but kind of. Yeah. I, that's the first thing I thought of is like, oh, he's like Carlos Santana. 
Let's go to Santana. Hey, ah, uh, hey, ah, uh, hey. Everyone, everyone loves on that album, of course, we all know Smooth featuring mm. Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. But the song that not enough people talk about is the one with Chad Kroger. It's like Into the Night or whatever, the Nickelback singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, that that song Dave bad. one's good. That definitely came out before you were born. Like 97, 98, I would guess. Maybe you were just. Really? Yeah. The one with the, the album that you're referencing right now. I was in middle school. Ooh, could be, could be, could be right. Probably, probably don't need Super, to dig that uh, much deeper into it. Matchbox 20, and especially that smooth song, that shit was so overplayed. But now when I hear it, I just fucking rock out, man. Well, you just not yours. Great uh, touch tune song. Gets the whole bar jumping. Oh, touch tune. Put your lights on. With Everlast. Of course. All right. Oh, Everlast. Uh, um, on the audio, we will come back and do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the Dan Shaney YouTube, I don't block out commercials. They just happen at any time. I, I'm sorry for that, but I don't really, I couldn't figure it out. So <laughs> I tried to do chapters one day and I couldn't fucking figure it out. It's hard. So we'll come back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. Well done. A uh, quick aside before we get into the the real sports. This is one that I know how Bill Michaels would answer this. Grant, Are, when you <laughs> no, I, I I'm serious. I'm serious. Like I I know this to be true of of Bill for speak sure. For the man, trust me. Grant's gonna as soon as I say what I'm gonna say. Grant's like, oh yeah. Paul's done a lot of shows with Bill. He, he, he would I, know. I, I probably have still have done more but than I Grant know. Was. I don't know. Well, you would both out. know. We've you both have plenty of experiences. With it. What's the question? <laughs> well, the question is: What's the topic? Are you coming out of All Star Break? Are you going to Super Bowl, or are you coming out of the All Star Break and going to the Super Bowl? Oh, so I, Bill whoever... is All Star Break, Super Bowl. There's no the. He's always like the proper noun with the capital letters. And I would, I've told Bill this, so it's just like, no, you don't go to all. And I heard this, like, I forget what game I was watching on NBA the other night. Like, yeah, well, at All Star break, I'm like, no, at the All Star break, <laughs> this just does not confuse. What say you? I agree. Damn it, I agree <laughs> with you that it is the. But I found myself just unintentionally saying Super Bowl. I was leaving the the off, and it wasn't on purpose. It's just. I don't know, man. When you go to Super Bowl, you just start saying we're at Super Bowl. I, yeah, it's a, you have to be there type of situation. I think. No, don't don't cave to the pressure, <laughs> Bart. What's your? I don't actually don't know how you how you do this one. I think you say the. This was like the first thing I ever got mad at Bill for doing. For real? I hate it when he said Super Bowl. Oh, that's so fascinating. Wow, I don't know if it's that. If it's more weird than fascinating, but uh, no, no, but I, I hate this, it. This, would I be asking? I have this. This was not unplanned. I prepped this in my notes to talk to you guys because it like this is fascinating for me. This is in uh, Grant. It's the equivalent of like 
Job Bluth, I think, makes fun of this when he says, look at Banner, Michael. You don't go. It, it's not a, you know what I mean? Like, you can't. Well, it's just, a British thing. We're going to hospital. We're going to university. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, which is, yeah. Okay. Well, and but now, now Trump does it all the time. Huh. With what? He's like, um, I'm just thinking of the impression the guy does on SNL where he's like, we got very good road. We got very good <laughs> restaurant, that kind of thing. I just think he's probably senile a little bit and leaving articles out of his sentences. But right, okay, so okay, so Bart, you strongly agree with the and Grand is caving to the peer pressure which he needs to fight back against. I mean, look, I I can I can bat for but both he's teams been here. to like I've never been maybe it is once you go like you go no. into a you go and the just kind of evaporates. Where'd I've never go? been to the Super Bowl, so where'd you go? I went to Super Bowl. What? But I'm gonna go to Florida. I'm not saying the Florida because it's not <laughs> the Florida. WTTF. Welcome to the Florida. Welcome to the Florida. <laughs> That's the sequel. Of course. <laughs> That's the sequel. Um you know what? I'm gonna do one more offhanded one. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Charlie Villanueva started NBA Twitter. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. <laughs> Richard Jefferson told the story on Pat Bev's podcast. The three of us were texting about it. You were there I that was, night, you say. I was there. I was covering the game. I saw he the tweeted tweet. at halftime that he has to be better, and then he had a great second half. It just was it's just a fascinating aside. And I always have I've always wondered, like, will anybody ever tell the story of Charlie Villanueva starting NBA Twitter? And Richard Jefferson did. So I just thought that was cool. Um Let's talk about our friend. This is, we're going to go Packers. Ready for a real topic? Yeah. We've, yeah. we've lightly touched on this, but these are the type of hypotheticals that I love for the three of us to talk about. And your friend and mine, Peter Bukowski, well, not mine. I've never met him. He seems like a good guy. Peter Bukowski is all in on this. T. Higgins for, 40, for pick 41. Give T. Higgins $25 million. The Packers uh, per year, that is. Give... Uh, the Packers have some great wide receivers, but T. Higgins would instantly be wide receiver one. So I want to, and Bukowski has shared on Twitter um, how wide ranging the responses have been to like, you're crazy. That's too much to like, you're crazy. That's not enough. So um, pick 41 for T. Higgins while giving T. Higgins $25 million a year. Do it if you're the Packers. Mm hmm. Or mm hmm. I don't know. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I, I'll strongly so say, I'm, mm-hmm, no. Strongly I'm very so? interested in, uh, like, I, I really think that Justin Fields, what are they going to do? Where do the Bears trade? What are the fallouts with that? I'm very interested in that. Yeah, it's I, interesting. I'm as interested as I have ever been in the top of the draft ever. I actually, I, I usually I don't do this. I don't, we, we usually stick Packers, Brewers, Bucks. I have a question on this for you guys. So hang hang on to that for a second, Bart. But when we get into these kind of things, it's like I don't, I don't know. I mean, I well, don't, Grant, I don't, Grant, I don't find I don't find doing seven round mock drafts fun. I don't find. Uh, I don't. I don't know this. This question. I, I saw him ask that. I. I, I, I said to Twitter, show me less like this. Not Pete <laughs> in general, but um, those kind of like things. I just, I don't. Well, Grant, is this one of those things though? Because you said strongly. I don't think they need a T Higgins for $25 million a year. When you might have, you might have a T Higgins on your team. I mean, okay. This is just the, the Dolphins had Jalen Waddle. That didn't stop them from saying, oh, we should get Tyreek Hill. Right, yeah. which has led them to great results. We also have, like, if you ask people who do you think's got the most potential, you're gonna you're gonna get Reed, you're gonna get Wicks, you're gonna get yep. Bo Melton, you're gonna get you're gonna get Watson, who I forgot about just now. Dobbs. You can get Dobbs. Like, they've got enough. They've got enough guys. If you want to take another receiver, that's fine. Um, I don't think that I don't think that that is where you best spend your money or resources right now. Grant, my question for you is: You said strongly, Mm-mm, don't do that. If you woke up to the news one day, oh, the Packers traded forty-one for Higgins and gave him four years and a hundred million dollars. 
would you, I mean, but you, you would then of course be like, Oh, like you, you'd still be like intrigued. Right. Like you'd be like, Whoa. Like, it's not like you'd be like, Oh, what the hell? What a, what's, what's good. think what's good. thinking. Uh, right. Or like would, how quickly would your tone change if it happened for real? I mean, I like watching good players. T Higgins is a good player. So I'm like, I, I wouldn't be angry about it. I, I just don't think they need him. I, I think yeah. if, if you are going to give up a good pick, a premium pick and a big contract, for a wide receiver, then I need to be able to maybe argue that that wide receiver is near the top in football, which you could say of Tyreek Hill and you could say of AJ Brown. I, I think T Higgins is really, really good. I think, think they have a lot of wide receivers. Now, if you want to do that really for really Justin good. Jefferson, I'm all well, on board. Of course yeah. you, you would trade. Yeah. Jeez. But like in, in all seriousness, like if we're giving up a pick and a big contract to a truly like unbelievable top one, two, three wide receiver in football. Sure. Cause that, cause that guy's such a difference maker that, that yeah, even if you don't necessarily need him, you would, you would love him on your team. I, I think one of the biggest strengths that the Packers have organizationally right now is their offense is going to cost them no money other than quarterback for years. Like they have yeah. a nice runway with this group of receivers and tight ends. And I don't like, I, I don't think there's a gaping hole in this wide receiving group. No, there's not. So no, I, I don't, there, there I don't is. think it's necessary. It's, it's not necessary. It's not where I would spend the resources given what they've done an incredible job of in the draft. But my part B to this is Daniel Jeremiah has 12 wide receivers in his top 50 prospects for this draft. 12 of the top 50 are wide receivers. Draft one. Now, again, if if you're saying that it's a top 50 wide, a top 50 prospect, you're going to do it at pick either 25 or 41. Like presumably a top 50 prospect doesn't fall into your, your own second round pick in the late fifties. What number is the Packers? Is it 57, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. You but could not be asking two worse people than me and Bart as to for as that to number, the precise number of the Packers pick. So, I mean, again, we've, we've hit on this a little bit in the past, but I just would say like, I there's clearly, this is an elite draft class of wide receivers. The Packers are set at wide receiver. There's other positions you could go after that are of a greater need. But like, again, that's why I say part B to the T Higgins question if one of these top 12, let's say it's the ninth or 10th best wide receiver on your draft boards, there at 41. Do it. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or well, again, we'll, just... see, we'll see what it is, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, they take a receiver in the second round. I'd rather they do that than trade it and spend 25 million on a guy. Yeah, I think I would too. It's, it's like the, the brewers right now, right? Like the brewers pitching situation. They have like six or seven arms. And I don't know which ones, but I'm pretty sure that they have a solid four group of four or five in there. Don't know which ones. Yeah. Like, I don't think adding another similar arm to this group will help them. Like, if yeah. you can get a, a stud to come. Okay, sure. But basically what the Brewers have to do with their starting rotation is like, we need to weed this group of six or seven guys down to four or five. Great. That's kind of what the Packers have to do at wide receiver too. So I don't know yeah. if it necessarily helps them to add another like similar player, like another second or third round wide receiver. Like if Roma Dunze or whoever, like <laughs> unbelievable player falls into your lap, like, Oh sure. Yeah, of course. But I like adding more depth and another guy into this room. I, I actually think that might create more problems than it would solve. The only thing that I, what, I mean, this was, this was happening as, you know, speaking of bill, uh, bill Michaels earlier, like uh, the number of times he and I would talk each year around the draft and you'd have like they at one point they drafted uh MVS and Equinemia St. Brown. Free and, agent. Yeah, I saw MVS got released. And I hope Jamon Moore. And Jamon Moore in the fourth round. Uh I, by the way, I think Horvat was joking on Twitter that he said like the return for MVS. Like, please, you God. Think? Like, okay, right, because he's hardcore anti-MVS, right? Well, he did book him on our show, but besides that, he also booked Sternberger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So he was Those definitely are the two coming. Packers I had on. I'm trying to think of a player I would want less on the team than uh, MVS coming back. But um, the one thing that the mistake they made to, to finish my story is like they, they drafted three wide receivers in that one year. None of them really hit. I mean, MVS was, you know, a home run or a strikeout swinging on three straight pitches kind of guy. 
And they just kept, like, as Devontae Adams was getting older, they kept not drafting a receiver, not drafting a receiver, not drafting a receiver. And so the the way to preemptively avoid that happening again, because, oh, like, you know, year after year, Gudekinst or even Ted, like, the, 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 they would always talk about, like, well, you know, just it just didn't work out, right? It's just, it's just the way the, the draft board fell. We just didn't get one this year. We didn't add to that class. You know, I, I think it's one of those positions, especially with a young quarterback and the salary structure that we mentioned. Like, is it the worst thing in the world to keep – plugging in high-end talent and letting them battle it out. Um, but I would say if, if forced between those two choices of like picking a rookie wide receiver on a rookie scale at 41 versus trading 41 for T Higgins, you know what you're getting with T Higgins. Like, so let's be clear, like he's really good. And I think Grant, you insinuated a couple minutes ago that AJ Brown is at a different, is at a higher tier of wide receiver than T Higgins. You, you said like, Oh, if it's AJ Brown, if it's so-and-so I was like, my first thought was, oh, yeah, Wait. yes. You're saying AJ Brown? You believe AJ Brown is in a, a like a like an unquestioned higher tier than T Higgins? Yes, I think AJ Brown has a claim when the team is functional. He's not being a dumbass. I think he could be the best wide receiver in football. I think you're too high on T Higgins. Me? He's saying that to me. No. Oh, well, yeah. Like T Higgins is nice. There was like a six week stretch last year where AJ Brown looked like the best wide receiver in football. And Justin Jefferson was hurt, and Tyreek yeah. Hill also looked really good. But I'm I'm saying like like this is the this is the type of shit I don't want to get bogged down in. Like whether he's first or second or third, like the point is he has a claim, but T Higgins would not have a claim like that. If the Packers were to trade and pay T Higgins, it would be like the Packers saying, well, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to trade for a wide receiver and sign him. But like the quality of that wide receiver also like, like Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown are on levels that T Higgins is and T Higgins is fine. I'd rather draft a running back at 41 than trade it for T Higgins or like draft a young wide receiver. I yeah. think that would be a more productive use. And I don't think, you know, premium picks on running backs. I don't think that's great business, but I think that would make way more sense for this Packers team. Yeah. Well, and by the way, there's no running backs on Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 prospects. Not one. No, I think there's like, there was, there's going to be a bunch that are going to be probably like between pick 60 and pick 100, but not a single running back in the top 50 prospects. And by the way, like, I, I think got a we question all... for you. Yeah. Hit it. Um, well, I'll, I'll frame it in the mm-hmm. Oh, good. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Of these two guys getting traded to the Jets, you'd be more upset if David Bakhtiari became a Jet rather than Devontae Adams. Be more. I would be more upset if it was Bakhtiari. God, mine is, I mean, I, I should say it the other way. If, De, if Devontae Adams is a Jet, I'm going to fucking be pissed. I don't Devante think Adams, he is a classic guy who always wants to move. He's never happy. Grass is always greener. What's that phrase you said of Devante? It's a really good phrase. What do you like the most underground diva or like the most hidden, like the, the biggest not uh, you know, like what, oh. what was that? I forget how you said that. Like the quietest diva in the league. How did you say that? Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Something like that. Because Devante you know, like, was relatively he, he, like unassuming but he, he moved once because he wasn't getting the contract that he wanted from the Packers and there was quarterback yeah but now he I, wants out again he I mean he's bitching for two years about playing with these guys oh he's bitching all the time well he did at least before they hired Antonio Pierce then he so pushed would, that photographer not really but kind of he Kyle Filipowski the photographer oh boy I I look they can both go to the Jets I am so confident that the Jets are not the Jets are not a serious organization and they're not a serious contender. And I don't think right. you could send David Bakhtiari and Devontae Adams there. And I still would feel that that's an eight or nine, nine and eight team at best. Uh, and think, that's a bigger indictment on the team. That's not even an anti Rogers thing. Although Rogers is 40 and coming off an Achilles. The whole thing is a clown car from top to bottom. I'd say Bakhtiari probably will be a jet. And I, and which, I think, and I think Devontae Adams won't be traded. Not, which is, not, not yet. The Jets thinking David Bakhtiari is their solution at left tackle is just another example of how terrible the Jets are. It's like, oh, this guy who's barely played over the last three years to, to protect the sure? blind side. Are, are we board. sure, Brian? The kids are smart. Are we sure? Are we sure about that? Are we sure? Are we sure about that? Uh, the, biggest um, mistake, the biggest mistake Brian Gudikins made was going against the Packers' philosophy of third contracts for an offensive lineman, and he'll, and he'll never do it again. 
He'll never do it. No, I don't think you would have done it this time if not for the presence of Aaron Rodgers. And you guys might be like, well, obviously, yeah. But no, but I don't think a lot of people have brought that up. It's like, would that deal had been done if Aaron Rodgers was wired differently or if Aaron Rodgers wasn't in Green Bay? I I think the big reason why they did that is just because Rodgers was there. And maybe it made sense with their Super Bowl window and it, it just aged really poorly and was a really unlucky situation. But how many? You know what I will do again? Thing? What yeah. I will do again is a gummy from Happy Place Hemp. I was gonna say something. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I. That's fine. I was, saying, I, I was just curious how many. It was only a few weeks between Bakhtiari's extension and then his devastating injury. Paul, yeah. I, I, he's like I. I yeah. Well, like it was like you just acted like we had wrapped up and you were moving on. Uh, like, well, 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 I think we're. I felt like we did. We've we've had seven or eight lulls in the last thirty-five minutes that were way more obvious than the one you just tried to shoehorn the ad. Like we've <laughs> exactly. been sitting in here, like thinking, "Are we going to do sports?" Or like, and you sat silently, and it's mid mid answer when Paul is giving a point where you're like, "Now, now <laughs> I need to talk about Happy Place Home." Thank you, Grant. All right, now there's a lull. Go for it, buddy. Big law. <laughs> go, go for what? Go ahead. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. And that gets you 25% off all the things that they have available for you. The THC gummies, the CBD gummies, the CBD, CBN gummies, which I take to help me sleep. Uh, when I was in there, there was a guy who's like, oh, I've been trying this different stuff. I've been trying melatonin. Um, to help me sleep too. I will tell you on personal experience that when I've taken melatonin, the little things, I fall asleep and get up a lot. When I take those gummies, I don't really get up uh, and I have a better sleep. So worth a try if you're doing that. Uh, Again, they've got the seltzer that is now available with their uh, and our friends. At 1840 Brewing, that uh, in the in the Bay, what's that part of town, Bayview? Jesus. I did not just take one. I'm uh, not mid-sip. Actually, what I do is I take the seltzer and pour it in here. <laughs> so you guys don't know that I'm actually drinking it. Um, HappyPlaceHemp.com. You can check them out there. They're in Muskego, across from Maddie's in New Berlin. Across the road, you're in a new town. And uh, 25% off every order with the promo code BART, B-A-R-T. Can I break some sad news? Yeah, I was going to. Very sad news. Are you looking at the same thing I'm looking at? Yeah. Richard Lewis passed away. That's so sad. Uh Curbs Richard Lewis? Yeah. Oh, no. He was battling what? Parkinson's? He didn't look the last couple times he was in Kirby. He didn't exactly look, look 76. Great. That's a bummer. Do you know also, do you, how old do you think Eugene Levy is? Just 75. Well, the way now that you ask it, he's got to be in the 70s. He's yep. 77. Oh, I, I thought so. He, look, he looks great. If I look like that at 60, I'll be thrilled. What a, what a handsome dude for 77. What age minimum would you accept right now to live to? Please don't do this. It's a great, it's a great topic, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's a great topic, but I'm not doing it. Um, anyways, that's sad. I have but another I, topic that I don't know if I should uh, just how bring old, up here. How old was Richard Lewis? 76. 76. Okay. Sorry, Bart, Maybe Bart. I'll float this with you guys. I, I the guy I want to talk about this with is Rami. But maybe you guys will uh and there's a lot that would have had to gone into this to get to where we are today. But if dinosaurs were never extinct <laughs> and humans were also around and they went to the, they traveled and like, let's say humans were in North America uh, or dinosaurs. Now there were humans in North America that history forgets, but when the European settlers traveled over, if they saw dinosaurs in North America, do you think they'd come back? Or do you think they'd try to settle North America? Because you know how, like, there's bears and coyotes and we just, like, drop cities wherever we want? You can't just drop a city because a dinosaur could just wander and stomp through and fucking kill everybody. (laughs) 
I think what would happen is we would have never expanded too far west. We would have pushed the dinosaurs west, built a wall, made the dinosaurs pay for it. <laughs> you fucking suck. I don't I don't think that those settlers from Europe were taking no for an answer. Or would we just would we kill the dinosaurs? We'd be like, yeah, well, this ain't fucking right. We'd kill them. Kill We'd em. kill them all. We'd kill them, keep some small in zoos. Did Paul quit? <laughs> Essentially. That's a would good you, topic. Would you go to Jurassic Park if such a thing Hell happened? No. Yes. Hell no. yes. Hell yes. I would never, ever, ever, ever. I'd be there the day it opens. Opening opening day. You'd be rope dropping Jurassic Park. Yeah. I would be getting off the boat as they cut the ribbon. I would be there so fast. Wow. And you'd go like you would go in like in the in the Jurassic World one where they have a the little ball and it you like have a little you you'd drive that thing around the open terrain. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Are you accepting like a forty percent chance that that's the last thing that happens to you? Like are you you know like <laughs> This is probably there's a sixty percent chance I'll be fine and a forty percent chance I get eaten on this trip. Are you accepting that? And that's okay. I guess I would have to to go. Into the <laughs> you, you probably would have. Yeah, that's, you'd have to come to terms with that. End up like Richard Lewis. All right, I'll uh, save that one for Rami. He'll. You didn't save it. You used it, and we did talk about it for a couple of minutes. It's not like we. Oh, Tim. 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 What's next, uh, Paul? What is next? I do want to ask you this one because I guess I we Bart brought up the bear situation. What does Caleb Williams NFL? Con- this isn't even an mm-hmm. I just have to add. I don't, I'm not sure how to do that. Actually, I, I could. I'll give you an idea. So, the, what does Caleb Williams NFL comp have to be to justify not getting a haul for that pick and sticking with Fields? So Caleb Williams has to at least be Justin Herbert to justify yeah, Fields. No, that's no, that's a bad take. You want you better test this one out before you do this nationally. He's got it he because you're not by keeping fields and trading the pick. You can't just okay. have kill like because of what you could get back. It could be just as last year's decision to trade back was for the Bears. Like it could be, you know, it could be everything. Here's, let me let me just give me my quick rundown on this whole thought process of what I think. Go here's what I think. You got to take Caleb Williams. You had the number one pick last year. You didn't take it. You got it again. You got to take him. This is your guy. You got to take him. You passed on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, You don't want that to happen again. There's a better chance. I don't know how big it is, but Justin Fields is never going to be the best quarterback in the league. Caleb still, just by nature, percentages, eh, maybe could, even if it's 1%. So you talk yourself into Caleb Williams. But then you think, we have a guy who could play and we could trade a bunch of guys, really beef up the team around them, so our team is going to get better. A Bears team with, like, Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe a couple other pieces, uh, they could make the playoffs. Okay, but long-term then, you've got Justin Fields now, but then now you're going to pay him $45 million a year? I don't think you'd like him that much. So then you got to go back to Caleb Williams and say we're going to take Caleb Williams, and the whole situation wouldn't be the situation if Justin Fields was better than he is. See, my the my, Bears are going to take Caleb Williams. I would still flirt around being like, eh, maybe we trade him to Washington and take Daniels or May at two. Well, and that's just it. There was the report today. But I think it, right? they take I think they just say we're taking Caleb. But this year, here's the thing though, like this is a seemingly not a consensus number one overall pick. This is not and, we've, and by the way, we've we've learned more and more of that throughout this week as as yeah. like NFL Network. But I don't again. A lot of shit is going to be that doesn't mean it's real. It does not mean it's real. That's true. But again, I say this as someone who has studied Caleb Williams, so to speak, like as a prospect, but doesn't go back and watch my USC. I don't. I don't cut up USC all twenty two. Is he like? He seems like a very good prospect, not like a Victor Wembenyama 
level like oh well duh he's zion oh duh he's number one like he's as i understand it caleb williams is not that like obvious generational prospect he's a very good prospect but is he not one that if you could per like the peter king stuff go back from one to two and then two to whatever even if you didn't trade back again like maybe you went from one to two and you called it right there and you're like oh we're just gonna take marvin williams um so you're right bart it just the this the smoke doesn't absolutely mean there's a fire but and you know it's it's the season where you have to decipher reports and where reporters have to, to try to determine like is what i'm getting like are you telling me this source because you want this out there or are you telling me this source because it's actually a real thing um so let me let me try this again because Bart, I would strongly disagree, I think, with what you're saying, that Caleb Williams only has to be better than Justin Fields to justify the decision. I don't think that's true at all. Um, no, I said I was wrong. Okay, okay. So let's say just let's say Justin Fields is I don't know. I know he's three years in the league, but like let's say he's at best. He he never I think Justin say, Fields is eighty five to a hundred percent of of what he is. I think that's probably fair, which means he would never crack the Bardo meters top 10 quarterbacks, right? He not might even fl- close, not right. even close. Right. So he's, he can he's get not- better. And if you put him on Atlanta, I think he's better. If you take him out of Chicago, just inherently, I think he's better. Yeah. But how much better? So let's, let's just, let's say Justin Fields. He will never, never be as good as Jordan love. Yeah. So that's what you need, Paul. You need him to be. You need Caleb to be better than the Packers guy. That's. I mean, I, I agree with actually what you're saying, but that's a terrible way, of course, to think. I mean, if you're the Bears front office, the problem is though, and like Brian Gutekunst talked about this, I saw at the combine, at the combine, not at combine. At combine. No, at the you go combine. To combine. No, I should went to, to the combine. combine. It's so close. Yeah, well, you really should have. It, it, it kind of hung out with Schmitty and Nags. It's a good. You should cover it. It's Grant. Have you covered the combine? No. Okay. You I'm should. trying to get, get the draft. I'm trying to get the draft. Trying to get to draft. I'm trying to not get just drafted. Green Bay draft, but this year it's in Detroit. Go. So I'm trying to get to the Detroit to cover draft. <laughs> the Detroit to cover draft. Um, fuck you. <laughs> the problem. Oh, Gudik. I was saying Gudikin said that it's at the combine where he was talking about like. They do. The Packers have the luxury, the ownership, and the longer leash to get away with, you know, having a quarterback sit for a few years and all of that. And the Bears don't, the Geo, they don't have that luxury, right? So, like, they probably have to make a more rash decision because it's kind of like Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Where Sam Presti has, you know, first off, it's paid off already. But, like, when he had this vision, he had 26 picks in the next five drafts. Like he knew he was going to be able to see that through. Does does the Bears front office actually believe they would be allowed to see it through? If they don't well, believe somebody that, called, somebody called me and wanted them to wait for Arch Manning. I heard that. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that you can, you can assume you have that much time if you're Ryan Poles. If you have two, like that's in two years, right? That Arch Manning will be draft eligible. Twenty twenty six. Quinn Ewers. If the Bears are in a position to draft Arch Manning in two years, Ryan Poles will not be the general manager to make that pick. So, not a, not a long enough leash. So uh, I got a Radio Joe sports tweet. Oh, saw that. He says a prominent source tells me at twelve fifty a.m. the fan will be bringing back a local show to the airwaves. Announcement tomorrow. Stay tuned. Well, that could be any, that could, that source could be anyone at the fan. Who knows? That could have come from any number of people that currently work there. Uh, Clemens responded. Mike Clemens responded. Great. It's too late, but great. Clem dog. Um, on the fields topic. Yes, please. I just have some pet peeves. Number one, it's like no one's watched Justin Fields the last couple of years he's not that good like he's he's not that good he's fine is he not, is, is he not that I good think, or, or, I think, or has he been chicago bears so there have been quarterbacks in worse situations 
than Justin Fields. Everybody is saying that Fields, if he's got Marvin Harrison Jr., and if he's got another running back, like if you put talent behind him, he's going to get better, right? Everyone's saying this. So the quarterback's going to look really good because of all the talent around him. Well, who does that fucking remind you of? The guy they tried to make MVP. Brock yeah. Purdy. Yeah. Brock Purdy's so good. No, he's not. He's He's got with Justin Fields. You're trying to give Justin Fields. The Bears offense last year, rushing-wise, was unbelievable. It was outstanding last year when they were hot. They were losing, but their offense is great. Then they had DJ Moore, and then this year the defense was really, really good when things kind of settled down after a really rocky start to the season. And they had a middle-of-the-road, sub-500, missed the playoffs year. So, I, I again, it's, it's, it, he hasn't been totally bereft of talent around him. Not the best situation, but certainly not the worst. That's that's pet peeve number one. Pet peeve number two, we're talking about this Bears pick like no other team has ever had a pick at the top of the draft before. It's like, well, the Bears could take a quarterback, but like, what if they trade down? Like, think of how many, any team at any this moment is in time. This is uniquely different. No, it's not, though. It's not. They had it before. There's mm-hmm. a lot on the line. There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. There's a lot that could jump. There's a lot of quarterbacks. This is would, fucking scandalous. It's would, like an unprecedented amount of haul to trade down. And this I think is one this, of this is going to go down as one of the top ten butterfly effect moments in the NFL history. That's true. Yeah, because if they decide they're open for business to move down, then Vikings, Broncos, Falcons, they can get involved. Like, yeah, and then Fields, whether or not Fields becomes available. So butterfly effect, sure. But Paul, I'll answer your question. How good does Caleb Williams have to be to justify them picking him? He could be, he could bust, and it would be the correct move. He could be oh. terrible, and it would be oh. the correct move. What? Yeah, I the, see where Grant's coming from there. Oh, you're yeah. saying you the process. You got to do it. It's like you're saying from a process perspective, Grant. Yeah, hundred percent. You have a quarterback who's fine. You, they've had an opportunity. Frame it this way. You can't pick number one overall in the draft two straight years or possess the number one overall pick in the draft two straight mm-hmm. years and walk away from that with your quarterback being Justin Fields, who's about to get paid a ton of money. A tweet of which I read and said your name. Oh, well, I appreciate that part. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I think I shouted you busts, both out the If other he busts, day. you go, well, it was the right to, or it doesn't have to be Caleb Williams. Take whichever quarterback you want. If you want to trade back to two or just stick and pick at one and take uh, the LSU kid who I can't remember his name. Um, Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Or Drake May. Take take Penix. Take whoever you want. Take the quarterback you like the most. And and that's and build around him and move forward. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it, it's not working right now. You're not winning the division with Justin Fields as the quarterback. With the way the Lions are set up and the, the way the Packers are set up now for the next couple of years, it's you're not doing it. It's not so enough. Let's, let's ask this definitively. Justin Fields will never be a top 10 quarterback. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. He will never be a top I still 10 like him, though. He, I don't think Brock Purdy's a, a top 10 quarterback. He almost just won a Super Bowl. Like, I think Fields yeah. could go to Atlanta and win a lot of games, and it would make sense for Atlanta, but it yeah. doesn't make sense for Chicago, given the draft capital that they have. Yeah. All right, one more short one. My computer's dying. <laughs> you, do you have your um, – I didn't know if I should leave time for – if you were prepped for your uh, Bartometer yet. Last couple times we've done that. Oh, I haven't prepped yet. The Bartometer's going to be t- – Teams that did not make the playoffs, how likely they are to make the playoffs in the NFL? And I think my big my big shocker will be Jacksonville over the Chargers. That, okay, sure. sure. Jacksonville yeah, okay. is the most likely non-playoff team to make the playoffs. And then I'm going to put the Bears in there, but I'm not sure where yet. Minnesota. Bears belong in there. Minnesota belong in there. Minnesota has no fucking shot. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Paul. With the Bears, it's it's, circle back to Minnesota in a sec. But with the Bears, like they could take their quarterback at one and still add awesome players. Like they have two picks in the top ten. It's not like quarterback. They could be better short term with Fields, but then long term with Caleb. They and if Caleb is even deep, look at what CJ Stroud did last year. Like, C.J. Stroud has less talent than the Bears are assumedly going to have this year. Oh, the Bengals didn't make the playoffs. They'll be in there. All you do is forget about the Bengals. That's like your (laughs) go-to. 
Um, who else would be in there? Maybe I'll do. Maybe you know what? I'll do the Jets. I'll do, I'll do no chance. That's better. No chance of making the playoffs. So the, whoever's number one is like the highest odds of not making it. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Number number one already has to eliminated be... from the playoffs. Number you know, one. You is need already to start eliminated. at ten with the worst teams and then get progress. Like the number one has to be no way. Like that team's got to make the playoffs. That's I said I didn't like, like Vince Scully last night, and Shep almost died. <laughs> I love how you kept saying because I was listening to you a little bit, and you're like, "This is no, this is not something I want to defend. It's just something yeah. I want to say." And now we're gonna move I'm on. Not, I'm this not like no, this is not my take. I just watched a movie. I didn't like it. I'm sorry. Per sources, Ram has called Drew and KB this afternoon. Whoa. I know. I need to respond to what you just said about okay. Vince Scully. Uh, come on. Come, come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. You, you, you got to show more respect. Bart, come on. He's a legend. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to put some more respect on his name. Bart, you're too smart. You've you've had too much success in this business to have this take. I won't I won't let you do it, Bart. <laughs> hey, Actually, not gotta, bad, Paul. Well done. You gotta you gotta let this wild flower burn. <laughs> uh, sincerest form of flattery, right? Imitation. Um, I guess we can we can call it there, or we can just briefly. I want I did want to talk about what we wanted to do last week, which was like Brandon Woodruff coming back to the Brewers is awesome. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm, even if he doesn't pitch in 2024. Just an unquestioned, opposite of trading Josh Hader type of move, just a feel-good, you know, clubhouse morale. As a fan, you're like, yes, all right. Like, we did the, the quote-unquote right thing. Like, this is a, regardless of his status for 2024, they did the good thing. They did the right thing. You're stoked about it with Woodruff. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. Mm-hmm, and the Brewers get credit for it because it would have been easy not to do. Like it yes. would have been really easy for the Brewers to be like, oh, we couldn't have the money. And and they didn't. They paid the money. They Plug in my charger. There you go, buddy. I I have a finite amount of time. I need this charge because I need a good camera because I'm going on Zach Gelb's show in 10 minutes. All right. And with that, Bart, you have any thoughts on Woodruff? Oh, what a fucking waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pissed when they did that. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I figured. Just kidding. As I, I expected. Kidding. I mean, it's just a universally beloved move. I can't wait to speak with him hopefully next week in, in Arizona. Um, uh, the next, the next. Are you going May- to the spring training? I'm going to spring. Tra- yeah. The spring. That would work. It does work. I don't know. I gotta, I'm going to have to think through why that works. I don't know. I might have to consult my English teacher aunt about because you won't say I'm going to NBA finals. I'm going to, where are you going? Where are you going this summer? I'm going to Paris for Olympics. Yeah. You'd you, come on. You have, right. You have to say the Olympics. You think I could get credentialed for the Olympics? You need the, the, if I I feel like they probably let anyone in there. Hmm. The Olympics. I'm going to the Olympics. I'm going to shoot myself in the head. I think if we don't wrap this up, I think it's reached its natural end. I think we should, I think we should conclude. Oh, this is yeah. Wednesdays with Winkler time. All right, gentlemen, thank you for your time. What are you going to talk about with the Zach Gelb? (laughs) I don't know. I told him, stop texting me topics in the morning. Just ask me something. (laughs) Bart, Bart. I don't read what he sends. Bart, Bart, come on. Bart. All right, guys, thank you. Appreciate you, Bart. Bye. Sean Spears back in WWE. How about it? Sean Spears has never been in WWE. Ty Dillinger Francis, was leave, in- leave, 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 leave. No, it was Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger was in WWE. Sean Spears is in WWE, is in NXT for the first time. They're fucking up, man. Who's who's they? AEW. In what possible way are you referencing this? Because everybody that comes back over, same packaging, same songs. How how is that a fuck up? That's a flattery, if anything. Because when Edge goes, he has to be Adam Copeland. He can't be Edge. Okay. 
But then Cody Rhodes he's can just he, come to Cody Rhodes. But he's still the because his name is Cody Rhodes. <laughs> like they just use more real names. They don't use it like AEW's not as they don't tip it. They're not going to package a guy who was always Sean Spears isn't Sean Spears. I'm just saying, like it's not, isn't it? It's nice that they're not trying to that uh, the former company wouldn't try to say you can't have your name. Like that's a that I think that's a great thing. It's a form of empowerment for the performer. Here, there we go. Right. Like, yeah. It's a. It's a I, nice. I like two minutes now. Anything else you want to talk about? I got two minutes. No. <laughs> I'm happy that these. I'm happy that these wrestlers can go from. Like that, there's always somewhere else. Seemingly, if they have talent, for them to go, like it's amazing. Do you know why? Whenever I have a complaint about AEW, I only tell you and don't like tweet about it. Because you're an asshole. Because AEW still follows me. All right, so now I know what to do. I know what to do now. You text me your complaint. I screenshot it. I tweet it at AEW, and I say. Just so you know, <laughs> take and this video you- clip and send it to him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, buddy. Well, when's your show on the fan start? <laughs> mm-hmm, are going live at 9 p.m. Central. Directly head to head with this absolute shitbag national show. Yeah. Okay. That would be a good decision, right? Um, when is the Radio Joe show? <laughs> I like that people are are asking are speculating on his tweet what it is, and no one's like, "Oh, you're going back." No, I mean, Joe, you don't you don't think the recruiting has begun? <laughs> Joe, are you going back? Joe, Joe's listening. He's shaving his head right now. <laughs> All right, have fun. Bon voyage. Thank you, See everybody. Ya. Bye. Uh, go to Tupelo, honey, and enjoy yourself.